Hello, and welcome to Paradox, untold stories from athletic directors with Dr. Danielle LaPointe and Dr. Dustin Smith. We have some crazy and unique stories for you, which are made possible by our sponsor, Wall of Fame. At the Wall of Fame, our mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. We transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models. We understand that the true value of our Wall of Fame is in your content. Whether you are starting a new tribute or adding to an existing one, we give you all the resources you need to build an interactive experience and take your content to the next level. Speaking of next level, let's check in to see what Danielle and Dustin have for us today. Hello, everyone. Today we have Corey Odlin with us. How are you doing today, Corey? I'm great. How are you? Good. Happy to have you here. Um, you are coming at us from South Dakota today, right? That's right. Yep. Beautiful South Dakota here in, in April. So <laughs> a lot better now than it was a week ago and probably will be in another week, but we'll take it for what it is today. <laughs> that sounds awesome. How about you, Justin? How are you doing today? Man, I'm I'm living the dream in Greenwood, Arkansas, and I'm excited to have Corey on here. Corey and I, I got to sit through a presentation he did at last year at our state coordinators meeting. Um no, was it two years ago? Yeah, no, it was last year. It, it was last, last year. Yeah, it was last year because we were in. Uh, anyway, I got to I got to sit and listen to Corey. Um, and and Corey is I don't know if we call this a positive thing if we call him a disciple of Joey Strewy or he follows Joey Strewy around. Um, but he and Joey Strewy know each other well. They both serve the South Dakota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Um, they're both highly, highly, highly involved at both the state and national level. Um, but I, I think it's fun because we were dis discussing um, Corey's last name. And uh, you look at it with two A's, um, but it's really pronounced odd land. And maybe that's fitting for South Dakota because uh, some people think that may be an odd place to live and <laughs> it's an odd environment. But, man, Corey, I'm excited for you to jump on board with us today and, and talk um, just get to know you a little bit, know about uh, life in South Dakota. We'll talk about softball and what that looks like here in a minute. But what I want to do uh, before we really get started is just allow you to tell us a little bit about who Corey is outside of being an AD. Um, what does the resume not tell us about who you are? Yeah, um, you know, I think probably the biggest thing is, you know, just a, a dad at this point. You know, I've got uh, three kids. Um nine, seven, and we'll be three here in a, in a few days. So, um, you know, they're getting at that age where they're involved in, in all the things. So, uh, taxi driver and, and trying to get schedules set. And, uh, obviously any, anybody that's in this profession knows that you got to have a, a, a significant other at home that, that supports and, and carries a lot of the weight, you know, during, during these times when, when, when we're not available and, you know, picking up kids and all those kinds of things. So, uh, those kids keep us busy. Uh, but, but we really enjoy that. It's, you know, my golf game isn't nearly as good as what it was before. Not that it was any ever good before that, but, um, you know, when you get kids, it just, it, they kind of consume all your, all your time. And what you find. You wait, find wait, wait, I have a question. Okay. What is the, uh, golfing season in, in South Dakota? Uh, short and sweet. Um, <laughs> so our golf course opened up today, um, which is, or yesterday, actually. Uh, so it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, this is probably pretty normal. Early April is probably pretty normal. The last few years have been pretty mild. So we've, we've gotten out a little bit early, but, um, you know, and then it runs through end of October into November, something like that. So, so we get, Not we bad. get a, good, a good six months, but, um, but we did just talk about before we started recording that you still have some snow on the ground. So your golf course is open, but there is still snow on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. The, the course manager, I mean, literally said like, you know, it's, it's 90, it's cart paths, 90 degree rule, all those, all those things. Um, but it's like, there's still snow on the course. So, you know, stay out of snow, stay out of the wet spots, those type of things. So, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we traps, snowbank traps, exactly. just a little well, yeah, added I mean, element. <laughs> those, 
the clubs have an S on them. That doesn't necessarily stand for sand wedge. It could be a snow wedge. That'll, <laughs> that, that's, that's just fine. But I mean, we had, we had Easter egg hunts last, you know, over the weekend and we, you know, we had snow piles and we're running around in shorts and t-shirts. So it's, uh, South Dakota is an interesting place, uh, certainly in the spring when we, when we're fighting snow and, and decent weather, but so let, let's paint on a map since we've talked about South Dakota. Where exactly are you, Corey, in the state of South Dakota so people can kind of paint that on a map? Yeah, we're kind of south central, I guess I w- would would kind of say. So uh, most people know where, where Sioux Falls is at. We're an uh, hour directly west of there on, on I-90, uh, about three and a half, four hours out to Rapid City, out to Black Hills area there. So um, pretty in South Dakota terms, kind of centrally located to, to population. We're, we're definitely population heavy on the east side, and we're kind of in the middle of that. So, um, yeah, good quick hour trip to Sioux Falls. And it's uh, I, I, I moved here in 2005, um, not in the AD world, doing, doing computer information systems, uh, computer programming stuff, and plan on being here for about a year to – get some experience to go somewhere else and and here i am what 18 years later and i'm still here so uh really enjoy the community it's a it's a small t- small big town or a big small town depending on how you want to look at it um and, and really just kind of put some roots down and really enjoy it here so let me ask this question how how far is your longest conference game how far of a drive so again we're in the middle of our conference so you know so we have I mean, our, our closest game is 50 miles away. Um, our, <laughs> your closest, yeah. I'm sorry, Linda, your closest game is 50 miles away. Yeah, yep. And then our longest conference game is probably about two hour, a little over two hours, two fifteen, two and a half, something like that. Um, yeah, within our conference, we got about three of those. So um, we have we have schools in our conference that are, Oh, three and a half hours away for a, for a conference game. So South Dakota is interesting. And the fact that we're not a, you know, 800,000 people, something like that, you know, so we're not a, we're not a highly populated state. Um, and we're kind of spread out all over the place with these little pockets of, of people in different, in different places and in some of these different you know, bigger towns for us at least. So yeah, we're, we're a little bit unique. It's, it's interesting. So you made a statement there that you said you're not a very populated state. I can't imagine why. Well, I mean, here it is. <laughs> April. <laughs> we're in April and we're, we're dealing with snow. And um, when is your golf season? Like for your competition for high schools, when do you guys play? Yeah. So we play our, our boys play in the fall. Uh, they'll get done early October is when they're when our state meet is for, for our boys in our in our classification and then our girls play in the spring. So uh, they'll be done the first part of June, um, six, seven, something like that, I think it was this year. So then they would have just started, you know, their practices here a couple, three weeks ago. Um, so. Again, they, they spent a lot of time in inside, at, you know finding people that have simulators and, you know, some, luckily we got enough people, you know, that we know close enough to the program that we can get on some simulators and those type of things. So, um, but yeah, they, I mean, our track team goes out and shovels the track off cause it got, cause it's full of snow so we can get out there. I mean, we, we do some weird things just trying to get out and be able to practice. So uh, being inside for spring sports is not fun. So you talked about first, like the first day of the golf course was open yesterday and, um, you know, first practices, whatever it may be, but you guys had a recent first or you're going to have a first tonight, I guess is what it is the first time ever for you. So, um, go ahead and make that announce. What's, what's the first ever event you're about to experience tonight? Yeah, we'll be hosting our and playing for our, our first high school softball state sanctioned softball game, uh, up until this year, it's been a club sport, um, you know, that's operated on its own and, and, uh, I believe we're the last state. I mean, we're we're not the smartest people up here, and we're but at least we're slow to come around. So um, <laughs> we're the I believe we're the last, maybe the second to last state in the in the country to to sanction softball. So yeah, so uh, 
I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, we'll, we'll see what that looks like. We're going to. Wait, your state just sanctioned softball? Yeah. I thought you just, wait, when we were talking earlier, I, I was kind of thought like your school was just starting softball, but no, no, your state just sanctioned state. it. Yep. So our, this spring wow. is the first year of, of state sanctioned softball. So um, there's been a push for it here and there, but you know, they kind of had their own organization that was kind of running it and they were, they were okay with it for a while. And then, um, cause we don't sanction baseball either at this point we have, there's okay. a, there's a high school baseball season, but it's not a state sanctioned baseball season. They, they, they can have their own organization that they run in there in most parts. They're okay with, with that. They, they don't necessarily want to be underneath the, you know, the auspices of the, the activity association, they kind of want to do their own thing and, and it's worked for them. And softball is that same way here until just, just now this year, we'll, we'll get it going. So, so are um, you over, like you were over, you're over baseball. You no. So no, you don't, okay. So you don't have it at the school. It's more like a club thing. Is yep, that, exactly. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. So let me ask this question is softball fast pitch or is it slow pitch? Yeah. Fast pitch. Yep. Well, the reason I ask is Oklahoma plays slow pitch in the spring. They play fast pitch in the fall, but they play slow pitch in the spring. So I'm intrigued to see just how many people are still doing slow pitch because I don't think it's very many. I think most of them are playing fast pitch, um, which is unique, but it's good. Um, <laughs> you'll find that it's a quick game. Um, it can be. If you got a pitcher, you're pretty good. Uh, if you got a pitcher, he knows what they're doing, obviously. So uh, I'm intrigued to just to kind of see how that goes and how that how that takes off for you guys there in South Dakota. So I'll be picking your brain in September just to kind of see how that happens. Yeah, yeah for sure. We hope it goes quick because it's going to get cold out at night. So we, we got to get done. We got to get in there and get out. But, yeah, we, it was a big debate where we would put softball, whether it be in the fall, whether it be in the spring. And I'm – I'm always interested when, you know, as I've gotten involved in more national things and talking to different people around the country, how different we all operate, you know, we're all doing mm -hmm. the same things, but yet, you know, where we have a sport is completely different to where, you know, other places have their sports. And it's just, it's, it's interesting to see those, those different dynamics. And, um, we have a lot in the fall. We have, we, we, uh, sanctioned 20 sports and 11 of those are in the fall. So, adding another one into the fall for a school our size that again, we're a, a big, small school, a small, big school, and we're, we're in the biggest classification, but yet we're on the smaller end of that. We just didn't have, we don't have the kids to be able to support softball in the fall with, you know, we offer too many other sports at that time that, that just would compete with it. And there are some other schools that were kind of in that same spot. So um, spring weather certainly isn't ideal for, for softball, but um it was a numbers numbers thing for us. How many uh, kids do you have at your school? Yeah, we usually run about eight hundred in the high school. We're we're big right now. We're about nine fifty right now. Um, we got a little kind of a group of kids kind of coming through the, the high school that that are big. But usually, right around two hundred a class is kind of where we're where we're at. So um, you know, and again, we're, you know, we're competing against schools that have you know three times that you know two thousand. 2200 kids type of thing so we certainly have our challenges when it comes to that you know it's interesting you you mentioned uh just how different things are we start softball in february so my coaches are out there in long big thick coats because it's cold and then by the time we're done in may they're all in shorts and t-shirts because it's warm uh, and so they experience um mm -hmm. the two extremes as far as weather is concerned then obviously you're balancing mother nature and when she wants to throw her fit and decide that she wants to drop some rain on you or storms or whatever and keep you from playing but um it softball is unique for us especially just because it starts when it's freezing cold and ends when it's warm well that's the same thing for us but your february is our april so right it's, it's the exact same just two months later <laughs> and hitting hitting a uh you know a softball ba uh, bat or holding a, a baseball bat when it is hitting the ball when it's cold is like the worst feeling yeah we, it hurts your about, hand <laughs> we've talked about kind of some minimum temperature requirements and, and there's we haven't seen anything that there's any kind of set temperature but yet there's some you know, manufacturing warranties that don't that don't cover under 
46 <laughs> degrees or something like that. Nothing you guys would probably be concerned with, but yeah, there, there's some things with that. So mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a learning process. Um, I've told all of our, our, our coaches and our, our girls and our parents, like, you know, be, be patient. I'm going to make some mistakes because I just don't know, you know, what we're getting into. We're, we're doing our best and, and we'll get through it this first year and uh, we'll be better moving forward. Do do you are you prepared for the amount of celebration that happens in a softball game? Like when you introduce the starting lineup, they run around the circle, give high fives, and then after every strikeout or out, they go to the pitcher and give high fives. I mean, everybody comes that's in. A, it's not like that's an Arkansas thing. That's not normal. No, that's not. <laughs> if you watch any collegiate game, you'll see that there's a lot of celebration in softball. Okay. Well, my, my, uh, my, uh, my oldest daughter is, is gotten into softball here these last couple of years in the in the summer so i've seen parts of that but i'm sure it's not quite at the level that i'm gonna gonna see today but can't be any worse than volleyball right they celebrate no, yeah, volleyball does it a lot yeah, I, <laughs> my, my, first, my first year i walked in the gym and they're practicing their celebrations i'm like what are we doing like but whatever but if they enjoy it then so be it i guess right <laughs> Yeah, I was I was asking. Tennis is the same way. I mean, they give high fives after every point, um, yeah. and it could be that they hit it straight into the net. They still give a high five. I can't figure that part <laughs> out, but that's what they do. Um, but it's an opportunity for kids to compete, and they enjoy it, and that's that's their part of their celebration. Do you have a PA announcer? I mean, are you doing that? Well, no, I I'm still working on it. The game's not for a few hours. I got time. Right? <laughs> um, we'll get like I'm, a true AD. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got it. It might be me. It, it it is right now, but I've got some other people people in place. But we'll we'll see. We'll figure out. I don't know what I don't know yet. So yeah, learn what a flex player is and what an extra hitter is, and yeah, those are all all new things. I understand like Major League Baseball rules. That's it. Right. It's <laughs> a little different. Softball's not through that way, so it's uh, it's be a learning experience. That's for sure. Yeah, and you can courtesy run for somebody, and then they can re back go back and re enter. I mean, it's a it's a, it's a different game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we can talk about that stuff all day, and it's it's interesting just to see the perspective that you have in South Dakota and how much that's different from even in Arkansas and and the tropics that are down there in Florida that they don't have to worry about some of this mess. But um, the, the reason we get you on here is because we want to talk stories about um, – stuff that you've dealt with in that chair and, and you may have one after today you may get to be able to say hey, i need to come back on here and tell a story about softball but are there any stories that have just jumped out at you and said you know what you can't make this stuff up yeah i mean there's there's all the early year things you know that that you have that you just don't i mean i don't know how many times i forgot to put the flag up at the you know you a minute before the start the anthem's going to get played you realize the the flag's not up and you run over there and throw that. I mean, there's, there's all those earlier things that, that, uh, I did, but probably the most, I don't know, most memorable or one that I'm trying to forget that just happened this, this winter. You can after. see the pain on his face when he's like, <laughs> memorable? Yeah, right. Well, he tried to say it with trying to forget. I mean, yeah. he's trying to balance between whether he should remember that or just, just completely forget it. So there's yeah. a battle, an internal struggle going on for Corey. There certainly is. And I'm, and I'm trying to forget it, but I'm, I'm not able to. But So it just happened this this winter, actually, here probably, what, three months ago, two, three months ago. Uh, we play our basketball games in the in the Corn Palace, the world's only Corn Palace. Um, it's a, a visitor's attraction in the – in the summer, especially when I got people coming through on the way out to Black Hills, um, the building was built in 1921. Uh, so old building on the outside of it's decorated in corn. They redo <laughs> corn every year. So it, the original purpose of the building was to create or to, to celebrate harvest and, and all that. You know, going back to the you know late 1800s is kind of where the origination of the of the the building was but um so we got old building um so we're, we got a basketball doubleheader our girls jv's playing and all of a sudden like people are screaming and i'm like okay you know what what's going on now and um you know and people are looking up and and i look up and sure enough there's a bat flying around in the in the in the gym so 
you know, right away, it's just over the top of the of the court, and it's kind of flying around up there, you know, thirty feet in the air, and it's not terrible. And then all of a sudden, it starts swooping down at at different things and people, and I don't know what's going on, but so it's swooping <laughs> at people kind of on the court, and then it kind of moves up over the the seating area, where well, obviously, as further you get away from the court, the higher the seats go, the less room there is from the ceiling to the seat, so it's getting closer to the people and. And people are just absolutely freaking out. And I have no idea what to do. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I didn't bring my, my fishing net. I, I didn't have that. I mean, I, so you're just kind of standing there just like watching this thing, wondering what you're going to do. And um, so, I don't know, five minutes maybe. It, it went, the girls were, it, luckily it happened at halftime of the girls game the first time. So, um the first wait, time wait. yeah you the said the first, first time, time. <laughs> first time yeah I, I guess i i uh I, so yeah we get it it goes away kind of goes up into the corner and it, it disappears there for a while and then uh we get to that game we get to the jv boys first half and then during halftime of the jv boys game it makes another appearance and it's doing the same thing it's flying around and dive bombing people and um it was interesting the difference between because we had girls on the court the first time and they're you know freaking out with stereotypical girls screams you know the the shrills that are piercing your ears type of thing and um <laughs> and then the boys are out there the second time when it's happening and the same thing it starts over the court and it moves over the crowd and um and the boys just kind of go along doing their thing like they i don't even know if they knew what was going on obviously but didn't certainly didn't bother them quite as much as the as the girls uh, I just stood over in the corner, tried to make sure I was kind of in a covered and could duck underneath something if it came at me type of thing. So um, self-preservation is what he's worried about at someone, this point. Someone's got to be here on the back side of this to make sure everything's okay. Um, so same thing. It buzzed around for uh, five minutes, felt like half an hour. Um, went away before the, the second half started. Um, the kids that we had running the the video board and the cameras and those type of things turned it into a bat cam. You know, they, they <laughs> threw a little graphic up there and they were trying to follow it and they were seeing where it was at. So uh, with, you know, some people have the kiss cam, we had the bat cam. So, um, and then it went into its corner, disappeared. And I spent, you know, the entire varsity girls and varsity boys game with uh, absolute pit in my stomach, waiting for that thing to come back out. And wondering what I would do if it came out during play, and uh, luckily didn't have to figure it out, and and uh, we made it through it. But so let me <clears throat> let me ask a, a couple things first. You just kind of just kind of went past the fact that your gym is decorated in corn. Yeah. Like, yeah. are we talking shucks? Are we talking uh, just the corn on, on the cob? Are we talking they're displayed yeah. where it's yellow or is it just with the husks on it or what? So what they, what they do is, so they grow, I think is like 19 different colors of corn. So there's, um, you know, everything from your traditional yellow to your dark reds and, and there's, there's a bunch of different colors and they create, they pick a theme every year and the outside of it, they have different murals and they basically take a, you know, a corn cob, slice it in half the long way and make two halves of it and they staple it up there and and they it's basically a paint by number type of thing they put a big huge stencil up there um and there's different different scenes there's probably oh, i don't know 15 murals maybe something like that 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 they have all your that on the outside that they uh redecorate every year the inside's got some on it too they don't they don't do that every year that's they do it every so often but uh it's it's pretty incredible the how they can get corn to look like uh, you know it's a mural that you can actually tell what it is right so let me ask that you said is they do some inside as well so would this contribute to maybe the bat being present did it, did it think that's some food or is that just i, I don't i don't know that's a, it's a good question i don't i don't think bats eat corn i don't, I don't know. know but but you know this thing's buzzing around it's like you can't well you can't kill those things so what do right. you what do you do just <laughs> I think I think my favorite thing is that you just did nothing. (laughs) You just did nothing. (laughs) Yeah, when all else fails, do nothing. (laughs) Like you just were like, 
And then you God. went into a corner to protect yourself. Right. Like, yeah, I wasn't kind of stood behind some bleachers. I was going to get made a fool of if it came <laughs> bombing at me or running around flailing my arms like a. I didn't want everyone to know I was a sissy. I mean, yeah, they wanted to full display. So he said he wanted to see. He wanted to make sure somebody was on the backside of this thing. It's like. Yeah. Armageddon, but with bats. So like sure. Batmageddon, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that was yeah. taking place there in South Dakota. And Corey is somewhere where he can duck under something in case that thing comes at him. <laughs> One, for self-preservation of his his own pride, but two, for his own body, just to say, you know what? I I don't know what I'm going to do if this thing comes flying at me. I was going to be the first one out of the bunker to make sure that, you know, <laughs> assess the situation. It was just one bat, right? Or was there just multiple? One. Yeah. Just... It, it, I mean, based on people's reaction, you thought there's, you know, 10 of them in there. But, yeah, just, just one singular one. We watched fly around there for five, ten minutes. So uh, forgive me if I have some PTSD because of this story. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I, I got to experience this same kind of scenario. However, it wasn't just one bat. <laughs> we had 37 bats in our gym wow and we uh we were having a junior high game one night and i'm not trying to one up here i'm just trying to tell you the story so you can kind of know that there's i think there's misery loves company so i just want to sure. jump in there with you and just share that we had these bats flying about you know in the girls games just you talk about it there we talked about celebration early but their their level of shriek and the the pitch to which their voice can go to, um, and here's what I found out about the bats: they're not really going to do anything to you. They may buzz the tower, but they're not going to really. They don't attack you. They don't. They don't sit there on your head and try to peck anything out or anything like that. It's just. It's more of it's a flying rat, or maybe a flying mouse. Um, okay. Wait. 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 Before you go on, I must tell you that Dustin would call me and tell me about the bat situation, and he wasn't nearly as calm then as he is now. He's <laughs> a tough guy now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a tough guy now, but then he, was like, he wasn't nearly as calm as he is no, now. No, I can tell you, I was, I was a lot like Corey in that I was sitting at the scores table running the scoreboard when the first bat came and made its appearance, and you know, swoop down and girls start freaking out and they're running away. And I had an assistant principal who, uh, this is, this is tough for me to say this, this will just negate my tough guy persona. Um, but <laughs> she got up and she went out on the court and she has a towel. And so whenever the, the bat would fly by, cause it swooped down and kind of do its thing for a little bit, kind of fly, fly around and, um, just scare people. I think it, it got some enjoyment out of that. But my assistant principal, she had this towel and she threw it over the bat and caught the bat. So when it was close to the ground, she just threw it over there and she was the bat wrangler for us that night. Um, but she caught one um, and, and since found out that you can't kill them, um, you're not supposed to kill them, I guess is the phrase that you're supposed to use. Because we had, um, I don't want to call them bat police, but basically um exterminators batman. of some sort that came batman. in and, i was gonna say how'd yeah. you miss that one dustin batman <laughs> they came in i didn't have bat cam but we had um bat exterminators come in and tell us how to rid them and and you can actually just information for you a bat can get through a very small hole almost the size of a pencil they can work their way through there so if you have any kind of hole in your gym they can find their way through there and then be flying around. So we had somebody catch one that night, um, and then there were multiple ones that were coming out, obviously, during the game, and we had homecoming the very next night. So that was the scary part for me. I'm like, good night. If we have all these girls out there in their dresses that they've spent all this money on, done their hair, get all prettied up, and then all of a sudden these bats make an appearance, that's a bad recipe. And so I can relate to where Corey was. I wasn't ducking for cover. I was just sitting there watching the show. Um, and if the bat came over by me, I was just going to wear it if it flew next to me. But Corey was more into the self-preservation than I was, apparently. Yeah. I, so you're saying you're tougher than me, right? That's what we're... Yeah, my assistant principal will probably tell you a different story, but because <laughs> she's not here and I'm telling the story, there you go. yeah, I, I was it's the first guy. 
It's your story. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask buy, this question. I don't buy it. <laughs> did people did people evacuate the gym? Did they stay there? Did people come onto the floor? I mean, we had several situations where people were just trying to figure out one what to do because when a bat comes, you're not really prepared for it. What do you end up doing with that? Is the big question. And so, what were your fans like? And and what were the any administrators there or police or band or whatever? What were their reactions? Yeah, I mean, nobody left. They just you know, it's scurry and scuttle away from, you know, when it was getting close to certain areas, they'd flee like, you know, fly away from it or run away from it type of thing, wherever it was, was kind of going. But, um, I mean, when you got one, I guess you don't, I mean, you figure you can play through one, I guess you got 37. That's maybe a little easier decision. You just <laughs> get out of there. Right. But, but did uh, you ever catch it? No, it, kind of knew where it, where it came from we had these banners that went down over the top of kind of in, the, in a corner type of thing um so we put the banners up try to give it a little clearer runway to get back into into its hole and then as soon as it got in i put the banners down try to keep it in there which only worked a little bit but um <laughs> like i said you got a hundred and some year old building yeah there's about seven billion pencil holes in that mm -hmm. thing you know right. so um it uh you're lucky it was just one yeah yeah, and and we, I mean, we have them around town. Obviously, it's not uncommon to us, and they're going to find somewhere to go. And and apparently, the uh, corn palace is their their new home. So, well, they 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 wanted to stay warm too, because basketball mm -hmm. takes place in the winter when its temperatures aren't real tropical, like what they would be down in Florida. So they yeah. were just trying to stay warm. Yeah, you were going back to the corn palace. You said there was nineteen colors of corn. Do they paint the corn. Oh, it's growing. It's like it, we have a. There's one farmer that that's what he does is is grows these these colored strains of corn. So um, I did not know there were 19 color like corn came in 19 different colors. That is, yeah. I mean, new they're all me. they're all shades of you know kind of yellow and maroon and you know some of those type of of there's different shades of it. But um, yeah, it's I mean it's pretty impressive the the way the murals turn out each year, like I said, they, they tear them down and, and, uh, spend, you know, months stapling these corn cobs up on the side of the, the building one. And we're the, we're the Mitchell colonels and not like COLO, not the, not the army military colonels We're the K E R N E L S colonels. So, uh, it, it fits. Now I get your Twitter handle, Colonel AD. Yeah, it all makes sense to me. It's all now. coming together. <laughs> yeah, it Love it when a story comes together. That's right. So I guess, I guess as I think through this, I, we all were in Nashville for the national convention, and they have a place there that there are several places that they like to call hot chicken, uh, and they have various levels of hot, and the the chicken comes out in different colors. So is this corn spicy? Is it different flavor? I know they're sweet corn, but is it all same kind of, um, I guess, palate uh, pleasing taste, or is it at various levels of that? Yeah, I mean, all, all this type of corn is all, you know, it's not, it's not your edible sweet corn off the cob type of of corn. You know, it's the it's your, your corn grain type of type of strains, not the this is the stuff you eat off the off the cob. It's the, the stuff that gets used to create all the other other things. So it's it's definitely not a edible as it is in its current form. It's got to get processed into something else. Man, this is all kind of educational for for us Learn, today. I mean, learning a lot coming into this, and <laughs> right. I'm, I'm willing to bet our listeners don't know that there were 19 different strands of corn or colors of corn. Um, now maybe Joey Strewey may know that, um, or at least he'll say that he does. Um, yeah. And we can't prove it otherwise, I guess. But sure. um, so, all, but you're also over here saying you're a tough guy. So I don't know. It's a whole bunch of you know we're we're just guessing around here today. Yeah, we're. I mean, we we've proven that Corey was just going to go do nothing, and I was with Corey. I just sat there and did nothing except run the school. But I was making sure the time was right. We've right. had so we've had AVs come out here and they do the wrong thing or they do it too late or the silly thing or you know they go 
the long way across the bleachers with a blow blow up doll. You know, we have all of these stories of everybody doing the wrong thing. But Corey, Corey was like, nah, I'm going to do nothing. Yeah, I I don't know what I would I, I fucking got through it. And I'm like, I don't know what else to do. Like, no, I don't I don't disagree with you, but the yeah. way that you, you present that is very entertaining. This just froze up, had nothing to do. Good luck, everyone. Yeah, yeah everyone <laughs> for themselves. We have a thing where uh we have like a five question checklist that our officials that we check with our officials every every game about um you know emergency action plans and aed and trainer and some of these you know kind of game preparedness type things and and uh, one of them is you know emergency exits and i tell them like if i was you i'd follow me like (laughs) wherever i'm going just follow me because i'm i'm going somewhere i'm I'm finding the nearest fastest route out find me and follow me you'll be fine yeah the question was can you do the right thing or the wrong thing or nothing um, yeah. And they may not be wrong. That may be the right thing to right. do nothing. Um, but I like that thought process. Just follow me um, yeah. and I'll be over here in this corner. Um, and you don't have to tell the officials that, hey, we've had previous bats in here. So this is kind of my nook. Uh, right. In case yeah. something yeah. happens, yeah. I'm protected. <laughs> like, did the oh. band do anything like the Batman theme? No, they did. We did. Our band wasn't there that that night. That, that would have been good, but they probably would have. They're, they're pretty clever with that stuff. So yeah, the theme song like, would have been awesome to just I have just, that playing. I just like yeah. that you had the uh, camera. You know the the camera cue. They were being run by students, and they're yeah. like, "No, let's go into the back. This is more. Yeah, this is more entertaining. They do bat, their own yeah. thing." The game was second second nature at that point. It was. They're more worried about the bat. Well, it, and if you follow a bat's flight pattern, it is not consistent. No. And so it's the challenge is following that. So um, it becomes a game within a game trying to follow where the bat's really going to go and see if you yeah. can keep it in the camera shot or not. Yep. Um, and then when they go up and hide, they're generally at a place where you can't reach, obviously. Uh, and so trying to take care of, all right, we're going to watch for this thing to come back out. And maybe Corey just stayed where he was and watched for it to come back out. But when it comes back out, what do you do then? Um, I I tell you what I did, Corey. We had a I've got a swimming pool net that I used to catch the bats, and so when they'd fly up against the wall, then I'd catch them with the the swimming pool net. Um, and I then, asked for a video of this, Corey, but I never received it. Oh, it's he's there. Not, he's nowhere close to it. <laughs> no, I I, I, I caught him. <laughs> I mean the the pole. It, now it was extended a ways, but I mean obviously the bats are up against the the wall or at the top, just kind of away from which I can't reach. So I had to use the pole um, in the pool net and I caught them and then we take them outside and put them on a tree. Um, and I think what they did is they just got back at us and said, well, we know how to get back in. Well, so I'm going to just fly back in. So all you've done is just played so our you, game. You caught 37 bats, but it was probably like the same. Bats. <laughs> <laughs> the same one over and over again. No, we saw there were multiple sightings of more than one bat at a time. So um, it could have been a family that just was playing a trick on me. Um, and what I probably should have done was been like Corey and done nothing. Just sat back yeah. and just said, okay, have your moment. Uh, you'll get tired at some point. There ain't nothing to eat in here. So you're going <laughs> to, you'll die at some point. So Or we'll leave. Why did you go that route? Why couldn't they just leave the same way they came in? Well, generally when they come back in, when they're in, they're they're in. I don't understand why we have so many basketball fans who don't like bats. Like they don't like like Dustin said, they don't hurt you. But you guys are in different parts of the country. Both had similar uh, situations, and everyone's yelling and screaming, and bats don't hurt you. They eat the mosquitoes. But they say when when there's a bee next to you, you're not supposed to do anything there either. But what do you do? You swat at the. I mean, it's easy to say that now, but when that thing's <laughs> dive bombing around, I don't care if you tell me it's not going to hurt me at all. This he said dive bombing. Yeah, that might be the one that's got it's got a little different agenda or something. I don't know. I, I'm it may be the rebel. No different. It might be the one back. <laughs> 
it's wanting to secede from the union, so it's right. trying to make sure it's, <laughs> it's going to make its statement, and it could be right there in the corn palace. That's right. There's always one. I don't want to be. The, I don't want to be the one. <laughs> South Dakota has Joey Struey and one bat. Yeah, so there's yeah. one that just is different. Um, you know, I I can joke about it now, and you can joke about it now, but you know, in that moment, however long that was, probably seemed like an eternity. Yeah. Um, just because you don't have a solution for that. We had skunks in at our football game. What do you do with that? And I told them, I know what I don't do. I don't stick around as that tail raises. Right. Run the other way. I mean, get away from the thing. If, that's where it's going to hurt you. But a bat, you just don't know because their pattern is so different. That was, we we're on their time. So we, uh, <laughs> and I will say there's a, there's a certain place where you stand at our games where our officials come on and off the court and, and uh, that was right above where the bat came out. I found a different spot that game. I found a different place in the gym to be able to uh, check out some different vantage points that that game because I wasn't underneath that bat when it came out again. So, when you visit with the officials, did they know your? Do they know your new stance or your new location, or do you just say, "Hey, good luck trying to find me" because I'm gonna be out. Yeah, they usually know our map, but yeah, I was I was a little harder to find. I was where's Waldo at that time, so trying to, you, got, you got to find me where I'm at this time. Well, I am very glad you two got the bond over your bat stories. Yeah, that's. I never knew there were so many, so many of us that, you know, and I guess the uh, pool net has got to be one of the other things I put in my game day toolkit. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna need a trailer to haul all stuff around. At some point, <laughs> well, when I when I'm, I mean, unfortunately, the basketball's in winter and we have our pool closed, so it wasn't being used at the time. So I just stored it up there at the at the arena in case the the infestation happened again and they were just, you know, dive bombing at their den. Like you said, it's on their time. Yeah. Um You know, I tried to startle them during the day when nobody was around and they weren't they weren't coming out, but they'd come out at night. Um, but they do tell you if they come out during they're, the day, they're they're rabid. nocturnal animals, right? But when they come out during the day, they're not they're rabid. So you got to be careful of them at that moment. Well, this was like four thirty five o'clock when we had it, but again, it's in South Dakota in the winter where it's all dark. So yeah, I wasn't going to take a chance. <laughs> so do you have a bat plan now, or do you still just go find your stoop? wherever that may be and just kind of hang out there. It worked well for me the first time. So I, my plan is to do nothing. Just <laughs> go stand in the corner, get out of, get out of sight. <laughs> you were fluent in doing nothing is what you're telling me. Yeah, it worked well the first time. <laughs> you know, we usually have like, you know, like the chicken plan and we have plans when, when after this is over, you're like, I have a new plan, but you're, you are staying consistent yeah. and you are like, I will continue. To do nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with what works <laughs> until it doesn't, and then oh, when it proves to not work, then you'll do another thing. Right? Yeah. Oh man, uh, that is the the amazing thing to me is just because I can I can live this because I lived it. I mean, I can see what what transpired, and I can hear the shrieks from the females, and well, I can't even say it's females. I mean, it may I was have been just going to say, why are we picking on the thing. females here? But I can visibly I can audibly hear that now. Uh, I can just see that scenario unfolding because I lived that moment for us. That wasn't very much fun. No, and I appreciate you just bringing me back into that moment where I'm going to have, <laughs> I'm going to go seek counseling now, Corey, just because he appreciates of you, Corey. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> oh man well i'm glad that you came out and, and, and you know told this story if this has got to happen to a lot more people right you can't be the only two people that this is this has occurred to i feel like bats in a gym are a little bit more common than we want to think so maybe maybe we need to start talking about black plans yeah. whether it's a pool net or a corner i'm I'm really curious what other people's i mean my plan to do nothing work but um... <laughs> I'm curious on what some alternatives are in that situation because if everyone's got any good ideas, send me your bat plan. <laughs> we get some feedback. We'll definitely let you know sure. about the bat plan. <laughs> you know, the, and I think about it just 
Mm-hmm. You know, Corey, your willingness to jump on here, and you told me yesterday you were trying to shut off some of these mindsets, and you talked about this trying to trying to forget this moment, but it's those moments that scar us that we aren't able to forget, uh, but we can't get past those moments. Um, and so, one one closing question: Have you had a bat situation since? We have not since. I mean, I've I mean, I've been terrified of one for the rest. Of, you know, this we had about four or five games after that, and you know, I mean. <laughs> We spend a vast majority of our time worried about what's going to happen next, you know, and, and it's true. In a lot of cases, nothing happens, but, uh, but you're always worried about something, whether it's, you know, your student section doing something, your fans doing something, the scoreboard, I mean, whatever might, might happen. So we just live with these, you know, pits in our stomach for the most part where we're worried that something's going to happen. And that was me for the rest of the rest of the uh, basketball season was just, the entire time when I walked in the building until I walked out was okay. When's that thing gonna gonna come out? I guess I don't know why I was so worried because I wasn't gonna do anything about it. I was just gonna stand and watch it. But um, <laughs> but, but you just get in those situations. You just you you're worried for whatever is gonna be next, and you just you don't know what it is. Well, and that's a that's a perfect point to highlight because you're right. You're worried about what the fans are gonna do, or what the scoreboard's gonna do, or or your players or officials or whatever. But you're not worried about what you don't know about. And you didn't right. know about the bats until a couple months ago. And now forever, for the rest of your basketball games, you will now be worried about the bats. Right. You know, exactly. <laughs> the crazy thing to me is you said you worry about all these things that could happen. You know, we, we think about these things, but sometimes, and oftentimes, nothing happens. Well, that may be a fitting description of Corey. When yeah. bats come, nothing happens. Nothing's going to happen. <laughs> Corey, Corey's mindset is nothing. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Looking, looking cool, calm, and collected. <laughs> and then on the inside, just absolutely, you know, freaked Freak out. out. What, what am I doing? Like, I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know. We're just going to sit here and watch this bat fly around. <laughs> I need to take this advice. If I'm going to do, just do nothing. Just Yeah. And hey the fact of the matter is, if you're at a basketball game, it's different than your first ever softball game that you're going to have today. If the bat happens outside, you're not as concerned. Right. But if it's inside and it's confined quarters and mm-hmm. then it all of a sudden becomes, hey, it's panic. That, that hits a little differently. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your willingness to come on and share your story, but, and also, and also, you know, joke about the, the do nothing, right? Because maybe, maybe sometimes that's the best thing to do is to do nothing. And that's a hard thing for me to wrap my head around and lots of other ADs because we're fixers, right? We want to fix what's going on. We want to make it an enjoyable experience for everybody who's there, whether they're playing or watching. So Maybe we should put that into our, maybe we shouldn't, I don't know, but maybe we should put that into like, you know, our toolbox of maybe we don't do anything sometimes. I think one of the things that I I do feel is maybe a, I feel, or I kind of lean on a little bit as a strength is I'm pretty thorough and thoughtful in those type of things. But, you know, that, that leads me to be pretty slow to react sometimes. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not, I guess. In this case, I don't know if it was or not. It worked, but but uh, I, I I take a long time to make decisions, and and when I do, they're probably wrong ones. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a slow thinker. But uh, I, I would bet, Corey, that if the bat buzzed your tower, you wouldn't be slow moving. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no I'd be I'd be flying around. I could I probably would have flown. I mean, my arms have been flapping so hard. I've been I've got lift off. <laughs> You know, somebody who's close to you, or at least um, from the state of Nebraska, which is which borders South Dakota, um, Larry the Cable Guy always talks about who, you know, the shark bite suit, whoever, who thought that was a good idea. Right. You know, get down there and say, hey, I'm going to let this shark bite me. He said, but if you get him in my element, get him in the Walmart parking lot, I'll take that shark on every day. But going into his territory, I'm not doing that. So, Corey... When you're standing there, the bat has control because you don't know their pattern. They, you don't know what they're thinking. They're just coming, and it's just a moment where you're not in in their element. But if you got the upper hand, then obviously the bat's a little more concerned. Uh, and so I, I just want to put that reference in there about Larry the Cable Guy because he's close. Um, and we were, or you were, I was too, 
in the bats world. It wasn't that they were comfortable where they were at. I wasn't comfortable with them. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm very, I'm very type A, and when I'm out of control, that's a, it's a uncomfortable position uh, for me to be in. So uh, that certainly was the case uh, with with that bat flying around. But and I'm sure he was he was scared, more scared about it going, you know, flying around getting screamed at and than, than anybody else. You know, he was he was probably more scared than anyone. But uh, trying to get away, trying to get away. Yeah, but. Uh, that didn't stop me from being scared. <laughs> well, I am for I for one am glad you came on here and did something um, and told us a story. You didn't just do nothing, <clears throat> but your story is about doing nothing, um, and I appreciate that because I think that's probably the right response and reaction. Although people will want you to do something, the fact of the matter is they weren't looking for the AD at that moment. They were just looking for the bat. The bat. They were trying mm-hmm. to figure out if they're going to get dive bombed, if he was going to buy buzz their tower, whatever it may be. And you may not have been the center of attention for once. I probably could have walked out of the building. No one would have known. <laughs> so, or just sat at the scores table. I've heard people do that too. Yeah, I've, I've heard, yeah, maybe, that's what I'll go do. I'll go. But see, then I'd be afraid of getting. I'd be in a vulnerable spot there. I'd be too far in the open. That's why behind the bleachers was a better spot. <laughs> well, Corey, man, I appreciate you jumping on here. And when I when I text you and ask you if you do it, you said absolutely. I'll jump on there and. I appreciate one you listening, but two you jumping on here and and sharing your story and sharing life in South Dakota. Um, and I wish you the best of luck tonight in softball. And I I am hopeful that you have the only bats you have are um, of the softball variety and not yeah. a rodent variety. Yeah, well, uh, well, I'm okay with those bats. I can <laughs> I can I can manage those. <laughs> Well, yes, enjoy your first game tonight. You know, it's, you're making history. So so congratulations on that. And then I'm sure you're going to do great and the kids are going to be happy and proud. So uh, yeah. congrats on that and good luck. Thanks. And, and uh, yeah, I'm glad you uh, made Dustin feel like he wasn't alone. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if I could put the same same uh, association with, with him, but I guess here we are. So Yeah, here we are. Like it or not, Corey, you're right. here. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being with us today. Absolutely. Appreciate it. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening, and thank you to our sponsor, Wall of Fame, who excels at telling your school stories and supports us in telling ours. Check out the description of this episode for a link to receive a discount on all Wall of Fame products. We are looking forward to the next story and hope you are too.